I just feel like when there's all of these numbers, it adds up to something is something's wrong. Welcome back to Bravo Breaking News with Kim and Lisa, a very special Thanksgiving edition because Bravo never sleeps and neither do we. Um, I just wanted to say how thankful we all are for all of you who watch, who listen, who tune in and share in the joy that Bravo brings us every day. Yes, we are so thankful for every single one of you guys who listen and watch. And we are also thankful for this season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because they're bringing it. This week, the Sutton versus Kyle continues and it's giving unhinged in the best possible way. Is Sutton's math about Kyle really mathing? Will Garcelle and Dorit's truce last? We are going to get into it all, but before we do, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any Bravo Breaking News. And I also wanted to share that the Bravo Breaking News Etsy store, which the link is below in the video description, we are running a 20% off Black Friday sale. Yes, everything is on sale. We've got Christmas sweatshirts, we've got mugs, we've got ornaments, we've got everything you need for yourself and your fellow Bravo-holic. And make sure you guys check it out. There is some amazing merch there. There's Make It Nice, I Made It Nice pillows. There's a Lisa Barlow inspired sweatshirt I'm obsessed with that says, I deserve presents for breathing. There's so much good stuff for every Bravo lover. Okay, so we pick up on this episode back at Sutton's house and the conversation is heated. And so, you know, after the infamous name them, name them, Kyle names them. And she basically says, you know, Sutton, like, what is going on? And Sutton says, well, now you're acting unhinged, Kyle. So Sutton denies that there's anything going on, but she flips it right back around and says, well, what's going on with you? And so, you know, in this very ominous way, it really was not presented as like a concerned friend. It was presented as a, you know, let's talk about you, Kyle. And so Sutton has this you know, idea that Kyle never really divulges anything about herself and thinks that, you know, she puts herself on a pedestal and like nothing can touch her. So I don't know. I thought this was a very interesting conversation. Kyle kind of just got up and was like, all right, I'm over this. Leaves in the rain and Sutton being very Southern is like, oh, well, let me show you out, you know, because she still has to have her manners. But what what's your take on this? Like before Kyle and Sutton seemed like they were so close. Yeah, I don't know. I don't agree with Sutton on this one because I do feel like while Kyle, she's not the most dramatic storyline bringing person in the group, but she has been pretty open with us, shared her life. We know pretty much all of her family members. We know, mm -hmm. you know, that she started the season off talking about the challenges that her and Mo have been having. So to me, I don't know. I feel like she's been pretty open. I don't think that Sutton really has a right to kind of call her out on that. But I don't know. I think, you know, Sutton's trying to dig deeper because obviously there's more to the story. Totally. And now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of what Kyle has shared has been in confessionals or with like her and Dorit. So maybe Sutton's just not seeing that and she's not hearing it. And so she thinks, oh, she's not sharing enough on camera, but she is. It's just that Sutton isn't being bearing witness to it. That's true. That's true. So we jump over to Erica's house and I actually thought Erica was kind of a breath of fresh air this episode because we're seeing sides of her that we've never seen before. We see her mom come and visit and 
I'm like, have we met her before? Have we ever seen Erica's mom before? I don't remember ever meeting her, but it kind of makes sense we if have, we haven't. Oh, we have. We have, but it's been brief. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we learned that their you know relationship is pretty tumultuous. They go for long periods of time without talking. I don't know. But I mean, seeing her and her relationship with her mom, while it is tumultuous, I feel like it's relatable. She comes over. She has a one bedroom house, Erica. And, you know, her mom's like, where am I going to stay? Erica's going to have to sleep on the floor. It's kind of interesting. But we learn more about Erica's background, how close her and her mom are, are in age and mm -hmm. how she kind of went clubbing with her mom when she was like 14 or 15. They would go out drinking together. It's kind of interesting to hear about Erica's upbringing in that way. Yeah, definitely. And I think it kind of explains a lot. You know, I think that can be a very complicated upbringing when your mom is more like a friend or a sister than an actual mom. I mean, I did the math and if it's right. You know, her mom was 18 when she had her. That is very young. You are still a child. Like you are not a fully formed adult until, you know, what do they say? 25 or something. So to be raising a child when you are a child, you know, it's going to be complicated. But yeah, Erica was basically like, mom, I'm so glad you're here for a limited time. Yeah. And I think that's something we can all relate to, especially on Thanksgiving. You know, being in close quarters with your family <laughs> isn't always the easiest thing, but we do it anyway. We do it. And you know what? I'm embracing the chaos. I'm in a house with my husband's family and there's 12 of us all together here. And I got to say, it's been really fun so far. So, you know, knock on wood, I, I don't foresee any, any, you know, big blowups or anything. But I, I feel like the holidays, you kind of just got to embrace that chaos. So you won't be channeling Sutton at the, at the Thanksgiving table tonight. Name them. I, hopefully not. You know, time will tell. Okay. So then we get Sutton and Jennifer Tilly going to meet her horse, Santos, you know, the new love of her life. Sutton tells us the backstory and says, well, my nail lady had a horse, has a horse. So I thought, well, I'm on a horse. And that was just so funny because it's like, what nail person, you know, has a horse except in Beverly Hills who is doing Sut people like Sutton's nails. And she basically just looked online and bought a horse for $47,000. No big deal. And so she's meeting the horse for the first time. It's beautiful. You know, she says, good thing we have four wheel drive because they're driving up this like dirt road to the stables. And they got out of the car and I was surprised that she was in like a Ford expedition or explorer something like that but i thought for sure it would be a range rover maybe this is her like stable car i'm not sure but i was a no, little surprised it was like, by that it was a full-blown pickup truck like a ford was f-150 it, it was a pickup truck because she pulls out whatever the like you know ornamental like thing that goes over the horse's thing like out of the bed of the truck i'm like sutton in this giant truck is kind of bringing me life. I kind of loved it. Yeah, guaranteed that's not her everyday car though. Like that is what she drives to the stables and back and it can get dusty and that's fine. She probably but... bought it along with the horse. Exactly, just for Santos. I feel like we have several housewives and or Bravo celebrities who ride horses. We have Teddy Mellencamp, of course. Ariana rides horses. Well, Kendall Jenner is not, you know, Bravo, but same same sort of realm. And then, of course, LVP is a big horseback rider. So, you know, do, they, do you think they hang out and go riding together? 
I don't know. They have to. I, I was trying to remember back, like, did Sutton and LVP ever cross paths? Like, were they ever on the same season together? I, I can't remember, but I feel like they would get along great. I feel like the horseback riding, they would, you know, find in common. And I'd honestly like love to see a little special of like them at the stables. So Bravo, if you're listening, I just think that would be a fun thing to watch. But so her and Jennifer Tilly, they go sit down to lunch after they've met Santos. And she's kind of explaining to Jennifer how things have escalated with Kyle during their conversation. And she's like, something is wrong with Kyle. And this is when we got the new meme. You know, we have the Lisa Rinna, like facial expression meme with the math problem. Now we've got a new one and it's Sutton doing her math. She says, <laughs> Kyle's gotten very thin. She's going to the gym. She's not eating or drinking. She's not wearing a wedding band. And then we have the rumors about Mal. All of this adds up to something's wrong. And is Sutton's math mathing in your opinion? Because I'm not sure. I know I said during the last recap that like, you know, I don't think they should come after Kyle for drinking and working out. I think that's a perfectly normal kind of thing that people do. But what are what's your take? I don't think it's fair that she's putting it this way and trying to be a Nancy Drew about it. But I do think the math is mathing because as we know, there was something going on. However, she's definitely not approaching it from a place of compassion because Jennifer Tilly was like, well, it, it's pretty obvious that there is, you know, she's dealing with something and she's trying to regain control of her life by controlling all of these other things. And I think that is spot on. However, when Jennifer said it, it was more like you should have some empathy for her. And Sutton seemed like she was trying to almost catch her in this. I knew there was something. So I think there's just a different way to approach this, but I don't think she's necessarily wrong. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, let's be real. Sutton's going to sleuth. She's a sleuther. She has been, <laughs> you know, she was the one, only one that read the entire LA times article about Tom Girardi and was telling everybody else about it. So she is going to read into every little thing and try to make something about it. Now here, yes, there is something going on, but Kyle has again, been open about it during the season, maybe not to Sutton's face. So maybe it is kind of following your point to Sutton, you know, Kyle hasn't really been open with Sutton. Therefore, Sutton is trying to kind of figure out what's wrong without knowing. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. So, okay, we go back to Erica and her mom and Erica basically has to break the news to her mom that they don't have a live-in butler anymore. They don't have a, a chef there five days a week. They don't have a housekeeper all the time. And so she's got to do her own dishes. And her mom was just like, no. So I thought that was very relatable moment and just showing, you know, how different Erica's life is now. Then they talked about how her mom came to her Broadway show and Erica was, you know, kind of surprised to see her because apparently they hadn't spoken for over a year at that point. And she went as so far to call it an ambush when she saw her mom at her show. Obviously her mom didn't see it that way, but they apparently had some sort of heated conversation and the mom was asking about Tom and Erica basically hung up on her and then didn't see her again until a year later when she shows up at her show. So, you know, it just, again, like there is, there's a lot of layers there to that relationship. And I like that we're getting to see more. The mom brings up 
Tom's firm and basically says, well, how many times did you go to that firm in 20 years? You know, three times. And Erica was basically just like, no, stop. Do not pass go. Not another word because she knows that she can't talk about that stuff at all. That's going to get her in hot water. And I think it kind of caught her mom off guard a little bit. It's like, did she forget the cameras were there? I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it told us that even though Erica seems like she's in a much better place, she is still very much dealing with the aftermath of, you know, the mess that Tom left. Most definitely. And I almost feel like she's kind of had a heart to heart with the ladies and being like, look, like, I really can't talk about this stuff. Like, please don't bring Mm -hmm. it up. There really hasn't been much about like Tom's legal stuff this season, which I'm kind of grateful for because I'm kind of over it. But maybe her mom didn't get the memo and bringing it up, you know, wrong place, wrong time, not in front of the cameras. And especially since that's what kind of caused them to not talk for a year before. So why is she bringing it up again? I don't know. There's something a little bit off about Erica's mom. You know, she's not on the level of Monica's mom in any way. (laughs) But, you know, there's, there's something a little off. The fact that she would bring that up on camera in front of her daughter, who she knows is dealing with all this stuff, is not sitting right with me. So I don't know. It's I'm interested definitely a to little see. sus. It's a little sus. So I'm interested to see how this plays out. But, you know, it's the following day and Garcelle is planning her screening for Black Girl Missing, her movie that she produced and starred in. And I just have to say, I watched it when it came out and I loved it. Have you seen it yet? I have not seen it and I've been wanting to. And then when I saw this, I was like, oh, I, I, you know, it reminded me I need to, I need to watch this movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like one for the lifetime movies. I know probably a lot of you are, they're very popular because the acting is not so great, but I have to say Garcelle brings it to another level. She is a great actress. The ladies were not lying, but anyway, the ladies are kind of getting ready for the premiere party. And we have our classic FaceTime sesh while they're doing glam. So we have Kyle Mm -hmm. FaceTiming Dorit and Sutton FaceTiming Garcelle. Kyle says Sutton thinks the elevator moment was a setup. um, And she shares that with Dorit. And then we get an impression of an impression. So we get Kyle impersonating Sutton, impersonating Erica. And it's giving Inception, but it kind of gets better every single time. like. Oh my God, for sure. I love so it should I so do much. Kyle, Kyle impersonating Sutton, impersonating Erica. Please, the stage is yours. <laughs> Sutton, here's the dancers. It's time for you to apologize, Sutton. I MC. love it. I love it. It will never get old. It will never get old. I love it. Do you it. think, okay, but what's your, what's your take? Did they, was this, was it a setup or no? That's a tough one because what are the odds? Like, what are the odds? And why is that guy who's a, a full-time dancer at Magic Mike, I don't know if he's full-time, but whatever, staying in a hotel? Like, you know, doesn't he probably live there or something? I don't know. I wouldn't put it past Erica. You know, she said she gave up fighting for Lint. So maybe she has like other strategies, you know, some workarounds to still cause some hmm. drama. So I don't know. What do you think? That's interesting. I thought for sure it was not, but now that you mentioned that, yeah, why were they in the hotel? Because maybe Mikey had a suite or something and they just wanted to stay there for the night because it's fun to kind of do a staycation. I don't know, but you make a good point. 
Could be. But then we get this moment where I guess Dorit and Sutton are riding together. Dorit pulls up. She's complaining about waiting in the car. Meanwhile, Sutton is doing a photo shoot in her house. And this could not have been more perfect because as we know, Dorit has been late many a time from doing glam, from doing photo shoots. You know, we have the iconic window picture and I just love it. Mm -hmm. You know, Sutton's like giving Dorit a taste of her own medicine. Totally. It was so perfect. And Dorit was so perturbed by this situation. I, all I needed was the editors to show us how long it was. Was it 10 minutes late? Was it 20? Was it 45? Like she made Teddy, Teddy Mellencamp wait 45 minutes. Um, yeah, I just needed to know that detail. But I got to say, Sutton has the tiniest legs I've ever seen on a human. Like they're like sticks. It's so crazy. Toothpicks, complete toothpicks. I mean, when she wears pants, maybe that's why she doesn't wear pants often, you know, because it definitely maybe. highlights the legs. But hey, I'd love to have legs like that. So, okay, they get to Garcelle screening. I am so glad that we got so much Garcelle and Jax and Jade in this episode because I really love seeing their dynamic. And I just think it's like, it gives us this side to her that like really makes me connect with her and just like love her even more. Kyle shows up in a, you know, very chic, like Parisian look, Garcelle calls it with a hat, of course, because when is she not going to wear a hat? Dorit finds out that there's like a hundred people coming to the screening in the car and she kind of gets a little freaked out. She wasn't like mentally prepared for this. Meanwhile, I'm like, you were just at a magic mic show and you seem to be fine. So I don't know if it's because she had time to prepare, but anyway, she's kind of having an issue. Um, we see Jerry O'Connell. Oh my God, Jerry, who I just love and adore so much. He like, apart from Andy, he is like Mr. Bravo. He was all over BravoCon hosting panels, just hamming it up. I, he is so funny and so genuinely loves these shows and these women. So I just was so happy to see him on our screen. We get a Larsa Pippen cameo. We get Rachel from The Bachelorette cameo. Yeah. And so, you know, it's all it's all happening. And I'm really happy for Garcelle. Yeah. I thought it was a little weird about Dorit saying she gets like jumpy in a crowd full of people when they were just in Las Vegas. But I don't know. I don't know about that PTSD storyline. I don't think this is the end of it. But anyway, so all the ladies arrive at the venue and Jax kind of speaks up and he's like, oh, I see Erica's here. I think I want to go approach her since they haven't spoken mm -hmm. since the whole ordeal that they keep flashing back to. Um, he kind of brings Crystal as backup and he just approaches Erica and is like, you know, I just want to say there are no hard feelings. Like we're all good. And Erica, I feel, gives back a very genuine apology. She's like, I'm so sorry from the bottom of my heart. You know, I, I shouldn't have done that. And I thought that this was such a great moment. It's been a long time coming. I know that Erica had apologized to Garcelle and maybe Jack's like, you know, through a text or phone call. But the fact that they can kind of mend fences like in person here, I thought was really, really nice to watch. And Jax, as Garcelle said, was a class act. He handled it beautifully. I mean, for a 15-year-old boy to have that confidence to go up and say that and, you know, not just confidence, but... He was in the right mindset of, you know, I'm going to forgive and forget and just extend an olive branch. And I don't want there to be any awkwardness. That is so mature. And just bravo to those boys and to Garcelle, because 
I like, I don't think there's many kids his age out there that would do that. And I agree. Erica handled it very well. I do think she should have been the one to approach him first, but you know, it is what it is. And I was glad to see that she didn't blame it on drinking because I, I think even if you're drunk, that's not an excuse to, to mistreat someone. It is not. But another cameo that we got this episode was the <laughs> one and only Denise Richards. So I don't know if you saw this, but I heard on, I think it was Twitter or X or whatever it's called, that the camera people and producers did not know that Denise was coming. She shows up right. late. She's not even mic'd. She's not ready to film. She's in like a varsity jacket. Looks like she's come straight from running errands to Garcelle's premiere party. But Garcelle is genuinely happy to see her. She seems genuinely happy to be there. And I'm kind of into this. I'm kind of into the return of Denise into the group now that Rinna's gone. What was your take? I thought it was very random. I mean, although she said, thanks for inviting me, but it sounds like Garcelle wasn't aware that she was going to show showed up super late, almost at the end, and kind of looking like a ragamuffin, gotta say, compared to the other ladies. I thought it was very strange. And what's her MO? You know, I it was just kind of awkward. Everyone was like, hi, good to see you. But then that was it. So I don't know. But I heard the same thing. No one was prepared for her to come. This was not a planned situation that production was involved in. So very interesting. Yeah, we're even going to get more of her next episode. But before we get there, we have another sit down with Sutton and Kyle. So Sutton approaches Kyle at the party and pretty much says that Kyle was being aggressive to her. And Kyle did kind of like lose her temper a little bit. But I think anybody would in that situation. I certainly would. So I don't know. Sutton actually says, oh, I was calm. And then they flash back <laughs> to the name them, of course. But I kind of have to say, while Sutton was a little, you know, aggravated and perturbed, she wasn't not calm. She was kind of calm when she was doing the name them. Like she wasn't very mean about it. Her tone was low. I don't know. It was shady, but maybe still a little calm. I don't know. Am I crazy? No, I mean, she wasn't, you know, out of her chair screaming, but she wouldn't let Kyle talk. You know, she just kept going, name them, name them. And so I think it was a little, it was a little odd. Maybe aggressive is not the right word, but it was definitely like kind of rude. And so I don't know, they kind of have this back and forth. It doesn't really seem like they're getting anywhere, you know, and then Sutton says, is this about Kathy? Because apparently Sutton's been, you know, spending time with Kathy and Kyle and Kathy were not in a good place when they were filming this. So Kyle denies that, but Sutton kind of thinks that that's, you know, she's holding that against her. And then meanwhile, and then, we kind of get this, oh, go ahead. And then in the middle of all of this, we get a confessional from Sutton that's basically like, take your damn hat off. Like Sutton <laughs> speaks for all of us. We're tired yes. of the hats, Kyle. You are Mrs. Hat. When are we not going to see you in a hat? Like I'm over the hats. So many hats. So many hats. And so then we kind of get this side conversation with Garcelle and Dorit. They're trying to squash their beef and... I think finally, you know, Dorit listened to what Garcelle was saying and understood where she was coming from about her comment in Vegas about, you know, not feeling like she can be completely open about her family in front of the ladies. And so hopefully, you know, they are on a good path and can move forward. Time will tell. 
Garcelle said, I don't think Dorit is a malicious person. I think she just gets in her own head. And I agree. I think sometimes Dorit is just thinking too much about herself and not necessarily about, you know, other people's feelings. Yeah. And then she spits back with the comment, you know, like it's been over a year, get over it. And I wrote this in my notes before Garcelle even said it, basically like right back at you, Dorit, you're still mm -hmm. going through your PTSD from your break-in. So if Garcelle needs time to get over it, give her the time. But we end with Sutton and Kyle and, you know, Kyle calls Sutton out. She's basically like, you know, if you're bringing up the rumors about me and Mo, like you are not a friend. And Sutton basically says like their friendship is a farce. Like there is really no friendship there anymore. I don't know. And Sutton tries to convince Kyle to say that she's right, to say that there is right. something going on, to say, you know, you caught me. And I don't think that Kyle's going to do that. Again, we've said it before. Kyle's been open. We know there are relationship challenges. Is it deeper than what we're seeing at the moment right now? Maybe. But Kyle is never going to give Sutton what she wants. No, no one's going to want to, you know, admit to something after being backed in a corner. If anything, being backed into a corner makes you just want to, you know, fight back and not necessarily like admit defeat. So, you know, Sutton's strategy is all wrong here. And I, I'm not. I'm not quite sure what she wants from Kyle at this point. Yeah, but we will see. Honestly, I think this is going to be Sutton's season. Sutton is bringing it. So is Kyle. I think we are far from the end of their friendship farce. So we are going to be here every week to break it all down and give our hot takes. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. Bye, everyone. See you next time and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.